Hello, my name is Josue Peralta. I'm here today without Michael. He's on vacation. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, it sucks. I miss my buddy Mike. I miss him. I got a question for you. What's up? What's one trait you admire in somebody else? One trait I admire in someone else? Yeah. Um, One trait I admire in someone else that's close to me. I don't even know how to explain it, but they have this thing about them that they just make you feel special. Mm. I don't know if they got that on like tap or they know how to like use it, but just something about them. What about you? Uh, Actually, Michael. Uh, One thing I enjoy about Michael and that I really admire about him is that he's, and I'm, I'm not even afraid to admit this. He's more courageous than I am. And sometimes I feed off of him. Like whenever we're doing something, I tend to be risky anyway, but there's other things where I tend to pull back on, but he is more risk, less risk adverse. So I'm like, oh, I guess, (laughs) I guess we're doing this. I mean, it makes sense. He's a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aren't they the strong and the faithful or or something like that? The brave, the bold, the Marine. Yeah. I definitely appreciate that. And I, and, and I've seen him like be super brave like a lot of times Mm -hmm. that i'm just like well let's just not he's like okay let's just do it i'm like okay mike i'll i'll ride off of your coattails of uh what do you call it (laughs) in that moment i would act categorize it as stupidity but Mm -hmm. mike's just like nah dog we got this so i'm like okay i messed with that heavy that's a good trait yeah i'm i'm definitely glad to have him because uh he has a whole lot of that when I don't. So that's pretty good. He's a good guy. I like him. Uh, today's episode is called Soulful Standards, keeping with the S's here. And this season, we've been talking a lot about the proper the preparation and the getting ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. This that, That's what this whole season is about. We've already talked about, you know, getting First of all, setting the scene. Then we talked about getting your mentals in order. Mm-hmm. Then we talked about getting the, the, the what do you call it, the other parts in order, whether it's your money, your emotions in order, things like that. Um, and then last week we talked about making sure to have friends because they're the ones that are going to link you up to you know, a potential partner and the importance of having friends. But today I want to have a discussion on entering the arena of dating with the right mindset, with purpose and intention, um, okay. and and also direction I have on here too, on, on my notes. Um, I feel like having a discussion on balancing what we want slash what we need mm-hmm. and versus what that looks like in execution or in reality is okay. important because a lot of times, you know, we can say, oh, we want X type of woman or X type of guy in your case, mm-hmm. but that characteristics or those things usually don't translate one-to-one because when I say I want somebody who's joyful and silly may mean something completely different to you and well you know you may say oh hey you know look at this person or you know look at this woman she's nice and she's cool and I'm like yeah well it's not all the same and also the fact that you know when we talk about standards and stuff like that it's not all like what do you call it um like you're not gonna get everything you want 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, somebody can be silly and joyful, which is what you want. But that also brings a lot of other other characteristics that you may not like. So people are a package deal. Um, You got to decide what's more important and what you can deal with. You know what I'm saying? That's true. There, There was a show that came out in the 90s called Dharma and Greg. Which, yeah, it no probably nobody that I'm that I'm talking that hears the sound of my voice can probably did you hear it on a YouTube channel? It's on no, it's on Prime, but it's about this guy who's a lawyer. He's the straight man. He does everything that he's supposed to do, and then he meets this girl named Dharma, who, by the way, that name is already ridiculous. But she's free spirited and outgoing and hippie, Mm kind of. I mean, kind of stuff that I like. But that comes with a lot of, uh, what do you call it, um, baggage, to for, for lack of a better term. Yeah. That comes with a lot of stuff that you didn't really, or, or that Greg didn't really anticipate. So in the show, in the very first episode, they meet each other as kids, and then they kind of see each other again as adults. Mm. And then they, they, they kind of remember that time where they met as kids. And then instead of like going through the dating phase, they just go to Vegas and get married that same day. And then they realize... In the first episode? Very first episode. So they get married before they even go on their first date. And then they're like, well, how the heck are we going to do this now? And he comes from a wealthy family who, you know, does everything right, quote unquote. And then she comes from a hippie family who's all about juicing, who's all about, you know, um, don't have a social security number because the government can track you uh, or take baths because, you know, you connect better with the earth that way. Um, <laughs> so, so, So the whole show is about... Uh, them and how you can make a relationship work even if you're what do you call it totally Completely different, different to- totally different but that just means that you have to work extra hard at it um but it can work but mm-hmm. i mean i bring it up just because you know dharma while she's exciting and you know eccentric she also comes with some downfall or you know some uh, what do you call it some uh some some things that, that that come along with that, like she actually enjoys sleeping on the roof, and then hmm. uh, and then Greg's like, "Well, what happens when it rains?" And then she's like, "Well, you have sex when it rains." <laughs> and then it just, okay. I'm like, okay, <laughs> "Okay, that's a that's a interesting solution to an interesting problem." I mean, they say polar opposites attract, and it could be that I don't know. I didn't watch the show, but tell me if I'm wrong. They probably balance each other out. Where she in the stuff that she's careless about, he probably is more responsible. Yes. And then in the stuff that she's more like happy go lucky about, balances him out his probably more up uptight personality. Yes. So Yes. Although in uh in the beginnings of season one, uh it's more towards him becoming like less of a stuck up good dude than her becoming more responsible. Because at the end of the day, if Dharma becomes responsible, then she's not eccentric and the show goes to, goes to hell. So, yeah. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that aside, um, I, I, I want to make sure we have a discussion on the difference between desires, standards, boundaries okay. um, as we kind of talk about this. But um, when I mentioned that the purpose of this episode was to enter, you know, just making sure you have the right mindset um, before you enter the dating arena. Um, you know, to, to enter it with purpose and direction. Mm. Um, I feel like as a, as Christians, we should enter the arena of dating with the purpose of, what do you call it? Oh, I'm sorry, with dating with a purpose rather than casual encounters. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, 
<clears throat> as Christians, I think I believe the goal is marriage. So if that's your goal, you need to have that purpose. Um, whereas if you're doing it casually, I feel like you lose focus of what it is you want. And I mean, that applies to everything, even being non-Christian. If you want, so, like, if your goal is to get that job or whatever, but you don't focus on it or you don't do the right things to get it where you're just applying willy-nilly but not actually, like, honing your skills, the odds of you getting the job are, are very low and then it could um, delay your success. So... It's very important as Christians, if marriage is the goal, to have that purpose from the get-go so that you start on the right path. I feel like you can avoid a lot of heartbreak, too, um, and avoid taking, um, what do you call it, detours that lead you down paths that you don't want to go, that can lead you to places that you never thought you would go, but you ended up there anyway Mm -hmm. because you didn't go in with the right mindset. Yeah, and it also not only heartbreak, but it also I feel like conserves your um your notion of what love is and what a relationship is, mm-hmm. um and keeping according to God's design. I feel like sometimes when you um, date a lot or you just um, do it without a purpose, it can go to something transactional. Whereas mm-hmm. I just go out with someone, and <clears throat> you can't even become disconnected. You get different scars. And like, you know, little by little that um, the concept of what love is and what dating is and the way God has it just starts eroding little by little. And then it's no wonder that sometimes if we do fall into that trap as Christians, that we struggle getting back to it because it's just, you know, not even in our forethought anymore. Right. And then we may not even know what that looks like, Mm -hmm. like coming back from that. Yeah, so then you got to pray to God too so he can, you know, work with your thoughts so he can um, pretty much erase all the bad stuff you acquired and fill you up with all his goodness and his good intentions so that you have... To be a spiritual virgin. Yeah, exactly, to have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I'll be honest with you and say that casual dating is attractive to me in the sense that there's no commitment. So Uh you get, quote-unquote, all of the benefits, but none of the... Responsibility. None of the responsibility, or Uh at least lessened responsibility, right? Because in casual, you can be like, okay, well, I'm free to hang out tonight, and then it's just kind of like a booty call. Not literal booty call, but you know what I mean? Um, Whereas if you are dating with intention... It's more like, a, oh, crap, I can't even embark upon this unless I actually want to marry this person. Like, I can't just have fun. But truth is, you can have fun just as friends. You don't have to casually date. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's also attractive because, in a way, it kind of takes away um, the consequences of it, right? Like, um, if, if you... What am I trying to say? So, like, if... <clears throat> If you're just doing it casually, right, you don't think that much of the consequences of what it's going to do to you or the other person. So you might do things without thinking. Whereas when you're more intentional, you kind of, well, if I react this way, this has a consequence. 
and you know that consequence you know it can either be heavy or it can be light and then um at least you're more prepared if you're conscious of the consequences but when you're doing it just casually it's like consequences can come i don't care but they're still gonna come and they can feel like being more severe if that makes any sense um i think another thing would be that you can avoid lost time especially you know us older adults who want to marry for real and who want to date for real, um, you can avoid a lot of wasted time to where you can, you know, be casually dating or I can be casually dating Rachel. And then all of a sudden, you know, I meet up with another girl who I actually have chemistry with, but Mm -hmm. I'm already emotionally entangled with someone else who's expecting something of me. So then I'm not even in a position to, to engage with, let's call her Rachel number two. Um, And then now I'm losing out on the timing where that's the biggest thing when it comes to dating or, or, or one of the biggest things it's timing. Um, I think I read somewhere or I, I forget where I saw it, but it's like once, like once chemistry is there, the only thing keeping people apart is timing or something like that. So it's like, I could see that. Yeah. So Dating without a purpose um, puts you in places that you don't necessarily want to be, even though it can be fun and has its allures. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just not. The thing is, you don't know when you're going to meet your person or when you're going to meet the love of your life. So if you're with someone else, you might meet them just casually. But you're in a relationship, you know, and like you can miss your window. Whereas it's true if you're. Um, single and purposeful and you meet them you're open you're free you know you got right. time in your agenda you're not wasting your time like uh, matthew hussey says um saying no to the wrong person faster gets you closer to your real yes so you're finding your person whereas entertaining bad company for Agreed. longer that's true um let's talk about like I said, the differences between desires, standards, and boundaries. Um, again, approaching the dating scene with the right mindset. I, I, I think before that, though, I think we should talk about a little bit about expectations versus standards. Um, Tell me more. I feel like sometimes people can confuse the two. Um, and um, it's easy to confuse sometimes because they kind of run in the same atmosphere but they're not and they sound similar and they sound similar but they're not the same like for example like an expectation is something outside of yourself something that you are waiting for someone to do so that's out of you whereas a standard it's something that comes from you from within from within that you do like for example um and we see a lot of romantic movies where like the guy does a romantic gesture and like as girls sometimes we can fall into the temptation of the expect that that all guys are going to be like that Mm -hmm. and then you don't vocalize it right and then you can start dating and then you realize why didn't they do that you know like and you expect it and then you get mad and it's like, dude, they're not mind readers. Whereas a standard, it's something that comes from you. Not only that you apply to yourself, but you um you communicate it to others in a in a right way so that you know that they know what's up. Like if you want flowers, I say I want flowers. I That's don't an, just is that an expectation or a standard? That I want flowers and I vocalize it. Yes. I, I think it's it can be a standard. 
like i want flowers the way you phrase it right like for example like i've i like i i want flowers like that's something like let's say for you like if you have if you get fresh flowers let's say for friday every day in your house and then you you get a like i get a relationship or something and like that's just a standard of mind that you know that i can do or the other person can do i don't know maybe that's a bad example but give me an example of each of an like an expectation or just a standard well they can they can be i feel like expectations fall more of like implicit of like you have to do this whereas a standard is more of a request I feel like a standard is more like a sifting thing. So if we were to like, like, you know, how you go to like to the beach and you like sift through the sand. I feel like that's what a standard is to where like you're not even you don't even get to expectations unless you pass through a standard to begin with. So then that way, you know, you don't expect of somebody who doesn't even meet your standards anyway. That's why I think it's tricky between the two. I think an expectation can fall into more when you don't communicate your standard because like like you're saying if your standard is first before an expectation um if you don't communicate this but you expect it that's an expectation and that can be unhealthy you have to communicate this so that's why they're they're tricky because they're like they they, they're both there well by there as a standard is something you can control but an expectation is something you can't control because it's an action that you're asking from another person and you can't control anybody let's get back to that because i'm a little lost okay um what else should we talk about before we get to desires and standards in that discussion um communication is the key to all of this to desire standards everything you have to know what you want and then communicate it and then we should talk about more about how it is that we know what we want throughout this episode because that guides everything that's true and i think you people should abide by being explicit um don't don't leave things up to the imagination so i was uh getting a paper graded for my master's mm-hmm. and it keep it, it kept getting returned for whatever reason it, it was a stupid reason to begin with but um I guess the 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 person who was reading it, um, just the, or the professor who was reading it, wasn't reading it correctly in my point of view, and um, I had a meeting with one of the counselors to to kind of help me see what the heck was up, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, it's in the paper. I see it. Just make it explicit, e- even though you put it in a very convincing and flowery way. Just make it explicit so that they have nowhere to run." I feel like if you communicate your desires and your standards Uh and boundaries in an explicit way and clear way that people can understand that way there is no, or, or just say it, it it leaves space for a little gray area. And that's where a lot of the miss or the hurt in misunderstandings can come in when you don't communicate super clearly. Cause you, you don't communicate and then you expect it. Right. That happens a lot. With Which is, and, and men too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, that happens a lot with, I guess. Both. With everybody is just because it's hard to, because it's so easy to say, you got to be explicit about what you want. But it's, we also realize that vocalizing what you want is a very vulnerable thing to do. 
Which is especially why you have if to it's something from like the most deepest part of your heart. So you have so being vulnerable is scary, and if you're not used to it, it's no wonder you're not going to communicate because you don't want to put yourself in this vulnerable position of not only stating what you want, but then being possibly being wrong. scared that the person is going to say no. It's yes. like I'm putting my heart out here on my sleeve and then you're rejecting it. So you, we have to learn that whether regardless of if someone accepts or uh, uh, does what we request, we have to learn that it's okay to be vulnerable and share. Even because, yeah, sure, the other person didn't accept it or didn't take it or mm -hmm. whatever. But at the end of the day, you did it for yourself. Um And, you know, that validates who you are as a person. And it just, um, it helps, gets it off your chest. And you're just lighter. Because even though it didn't come to fruition, you tried. And the rest is on them. That's their sin, not yours. Yep. That's a good way to put it. Okay, speaking of communication, um, let's talk about desires. And mm -hmm. um, not only, like, having those desires in your wish list as i put it on here but how to communicate those so what, what are your thoughts on um like having a wish list for your partner when you like for a partner when you're looking for somebody in the dating space the infamous lists of characteristics and stuff yeah um i think it can be good and i think, I think it so can too. also be bad it also depends how you go about making this list um mm -hmm. because you can just name it off as a whole bunch of characteristics. He needs to be tall, blah, 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 all this stuff. Whereas if you focus it more on uh, what it is or what it is that you're, what it is that you need, like your standards, mm -hmm. where you phrase it from that point of view, I think it's helpful. But when you just see it as a grocery list of like, check, he has brown hair, check, he has blue eyes. Like, I think it can take away your focus on the essence of the person, which is, I think, the most important part, like their values and stuff. But if you just focus on a list of external characteristics but not their morals and stuff, it can be dangerous. Yeah. Um, how I put it was just like, I think they're great. Just don't set yourself up, set, don't set yourself up for failure. Um, I think society has messed up what we ought to expect. Um, and I think it does that. It's done that through... Uh, media through mm -hmm. television through i mean have you ever seen an ugly person in a tv show yeah N but barely any they're usually all good looking and everybody's attractive yeah but have you ever physique. have you ever actually looked up the actors sometimes like you don't even recognize them like you see them in a show they look this way but then you look them up as an actor and they look totally different like the power of makeup is real like not just women but men wear makeup in movies like okay so all name you need, one guy even like even models bad. even models dude like they just need the physical structure everything else can be made your eyebrows your eyes everything else sure. can be made to look good so as long as you got the the physical like the strong jaw we can make it look nice, you know? So, and you can contour with makeup different, like, uh, what do you call it? Like a smaller nose or mm -hmm, exactly uh, like gaunter cheeks. Yeah. Um, 
things like that. So if you got the structure, you can do a lot. So, I mean, yeah, there are ugly people on TV, but they're made to look their best for the show. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Um, I think specifically uh, society has messed up um, our expectations on looks. Um, because even though you may call this person ugly, I feel like uh, TV ugly is different than real world ugly. Well, yeah. And, and, and ugly is just the, like a catch-all term here. I don't necessarily mean ugly for ugly sake. Yeah. But um, it, it just, it's trained us, and specifically like social media too. If Like there are a ton of beautiful women on social media. Like I, mm-hmm. just a ton. Um, I was randomly, what? like on my uh, search page on Instagram. And then I saw this, uh, what do you call it? Um, this folk artist. Her mm-hmm. name is Matilda. She's, first of all, great You name. like her. <laughs> Second of all, she's absolutely stunning. Just like out of nowhere. And then like a couple of days later, I see another woman who's completely different style, did completely different type of woman. And I'm like, dude, where are, where are you guys? Because y'all ain't in Wisconsin. And it's clear... <laughs> I mean, and there's a lot Adventist. of pretty girls in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's just you don't know them. Yeah, it's true. And Instagram tends to push like what the majority likes versus what like what's real world or like girl next door cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also forget that a lot of these images are edited or mm-hmm. um, contorted to look a certain way. So... You don't know if the person looks like that in real life until you meet them. Yeah, it's true. And I, and I, I think that especially applies to guys where I feel like we have a tendency, generally speaking, to fall into looking for the prettiest girl in the room mm-hmm. and ignoring the... Less attractive girl. For lack of a better term, yeah. But that doesn't mean that she's ugly. No, it she's doesn't. She's just less attractive. Mm-hmm. And doing so... You may miss out on a, on a good girl. Yeah. Usually, um, I mean, the less attractive people have the best personalities. <laughs> so uh, a psychologist I was listening to, he he says to find your ugly duckling for guys. And what that means is find your girl who didn't grow up being one of the most conventionally attractive because then she had to develop a personality. <laughs> so then when she did grow older and glow up, then it's like, oh, okay. Then, then you're, uh, then, then, then you really find like somebody with personality and looks too. But um, I would, the the point in saying that is just to say that society has messed up, I guess, our overall expectations on looks, and that we should be careful when we um, talk about, you know, our 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 wish list or or, or the or narrowing down to the type of girl we want, like oh. um, yeah. Like, oh, well, she has to be less than 120 pounds or something like that. Or mm-hmm. for guy, or for girls, he has to be, what's that word, Abby? What? Six feet tall. Oh. Like, oh. The, like, like the typical expectations of women for guys. Is that they're tall? Well, is, they're it's the 666, right? It's the, it's the devil's trilogy. <laughs> wow. Which is you have six figures. You, you, he has to make six figures. He has to be six feet tall and has to have a six pack. See, that's, I, the, that's the trinity. Yeah, that, but I that feel like that's... Society tends to put up there. That's pushed a lot in, um, in social media, but I feel like in real life, like your typical girl is not thinking of a 666. Um, if anything, she'll just take the six foot guy. 
and have him be like not 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 rich i mean you're saying like a girl if you find a guy that's rich and tall that's i mean win. that's cool too but so I'll, so you're saying women would choose a taller poorer guy than a richer smaller dude a lot of the time yeah <laughs> like for me ex- oh for example i want a guy that's taller than me and not, that's not, not hard, hard because i'm five one but preferably you know someone over at least five ten my here's my reasoning my reasoning is i equate height with safety that's women in general exactly so for me height wanting a guy to be like six foot tall is not necessarily something superficial i just see it as something as the taller you are the safer i i I can defer that you might be able to make me feel and if since safety is something very important to me I equate it with that. So that's like, I haven't met you, but yet if you're taller, the odds of you probably making me safe, feel safe are higher. <laughs> so I don't see it as something superficial. I see it more as in like what, so what it can about, bring me. So what about like the shorter buff guys? The shorter buff guys? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that like it goes back to like, I would have to get to know them more. Whereas if I see a taller guy, I can probably. He's def- already like gone through that first filter just yeah. because of the, the height. height. And I, since I equate height more with safety, but with the shorter dude, I would probably have to get him know him more to get that feeling of safety just because he's a little <laughs> shorter. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, in terms of guys, um, I guess like um, we have standards when it comes more to looks. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, all guys want your typical um, Instagram model because personally, that's not even something that attracts me to begin with. Um, but we do want somebody who is, let's call it on the skinnier side, generally speaking, generally speaking. So all that just to say that it's okay to have standards, I would call it to have desires and know what you like. Um, but just Don't set yourself up for failure and be realistic. And one thing I will point out is that Ellen White, um, she she tells us to focus on qualities. She says that true love is attracted by qualities alone. So Mm -hmm. if there is a girl out there who I may not be completely attracted to physically, but everything else clicks, you know, maybe don't discard that. I mean, there is a phenomenon where... The more you get to know someone and spend time with them, they be somehow they become more attractive, attractive to, you. to you. So, like, she might not be the most prettiest girl or the prettiest guy, but the more you get to know them, you begin to your fo- your focus changes and your and your frame changes, where you're not looking at it from uh, just qualities, but more like a package, mm-hmm. and like it makes a beautiful person. Not just an attractive person you don't know. I call it the seating chart phenomenon. To where there was this girl. Um, we had physics together. And um, this was in high school. And I wasn't typically attracted to her. Just, you know, walking down the halls. But the more that I spent time with her, the more I was like, dang, Rachel, I, I'm a fan of you. Mm-hmm. And this is, I, I like what I'm seeing here. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I think another thing when it comes to the wish list and your desires is to, and maybe I'm wrong here, so feel free to correct me, is to look more compa- look more for compatibility. 
um, because chemistry you can build. What do you think? I agree 100% with that. Look for those traits that you want and you need more like honesty, like responsibility, respect, all those type of things. Um, and even looks, <laughs> you can correct. Like I remember, That's true. I remember this friend of mine. You can lose weight. Yeah, and sure. you can become way more attractive. Yeah, <laughs> she um she she gave me this advice. She's like, um, he can always lose weight, like you said. Like if he has a cute face, he can lose the weight. But like, you can fix the looks, but at the same time, you can't go in with the expectation that they will lose, the, they weight, will lose right? the weight. Right? You have to when you've you when you fall in love with someone or you accept them, you have to accept them as they are right now. Not as what you think they're going to be or what you think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that can be an un, an expectation that you think of like, oh, okay, we're going to get together. And then they're going to do this. And then it's like, they don't do that. And then you're like, well, what the heck? And it's like, that's your unrealistic expectation there coming to light of like what you thought could have been. Mm-hmm. But it's not reality. It's not reality. Yeah, I agree. Um, what do you think about like, um, like I know there are some people who um, won't consider someone if there isn't an initial spark. Are, 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 are you of the mindset that there has to be an initial spark or that you can kind of um, gain a spark later on? Um, I think you can gain the spark later on. But I th- at first, there has to be... Um, mutual interest i think interest does not necessarily mean spark it just means like the desire to get to know someone um so so like for me personally the that mutual interest i think that's what i would look for first before the spark um and then if anything if i'm breaking it off with someone i'll just say we didn't have the spark <laughs> when when I actually meet, I just didn't see that connection or that mutual interest. And I think that's something that's a non-negotiable. You can't get together with somebody who you don't like just vibe with. There's just something that I feel you can't communicate well enough. Like it's just in, incommunicable, I guess is the word I'm looking for. That is between two people that if the if it isn't there, it's just not going to work out. Even if everything looks good on paper. Um, because there's some, there's some, like, there, there's some girls that you know that I would be great with on paper. On my birthday, you guys were like, you should get together with her. You guys would be great together. Hmm. Like, everything, like, lines up. She's everything that you would want. And it's like, y'all don't know. That, that's, that. That, that that's just not how that works there has to be something incommunicable like i said like that chemistry that you, you can come to build it but it needs to be there see i disagree i think that chemistry built as you get to know someone because i feel like that type of chemistry that um is innate um sometimes just comes from looks of like oh she's hot or oh he's good looking and then you talk and then you're like Obviously, like looking each other up and down, and you're like, mm-hmm, like yeah, like, and then you say that's chemistry. Whereas, like, if that's the other person's not as attractive, and you're not like 
getting those sensations, I think those bodily sensations, then you're like, okay, we don't have the chemistry. Whereas I feel like that type of chemistry that grows comes more from qualities where not just physicality. So I've, I think you have to learn to differentiate for yourself what type of chemistry it is that you are wanting. That's fair. So then what, what, what would you call the thing or the impetus that would make you want to spend time with someone in the first place? Because um, you wouldn't, like you said, you, you can build chemistry. But, but if I'm not spending a lot of times with this person naturally via work, via church, then, not, it, then you can't I, build other type of chemistry. It. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that if you're not spending a lot of time with somebody, I'm of the belief that you have to make sure that chemistry is there well if you're not spending a lot of time with somebody they're not even in your life like why you're in a relationship it's like a long distance that's my point like um you, you even though you may be good on paper or you but you're saying you rather you rather be with someone who you got that chemistry that physical chemistry but yeah you don't even see you're still you're okay with that no 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 like you see casually like at church every week or two times a week or something like that but how about if you don't see her at all if i do what like if i don't see her at all and what you saw her like when well, you see her maybe like once every three months but you get that physical chemistry would you be more inclined to say yes to her whereas the other girl you only see her the same amount of time yeah but yet that physical chemistry is not there yeah you go with the chemistry even though you you just said i don't see you i don't do anything with any you don't see any of these girls well you yeah, can you're... you can shoot your shot you can miss but you can shoot your shot i think overall i guess like look more compat look more for compatibility than like you said than that physical response to like does your heart beat super duper fast um i guess the kind of chemistry that i'm talking about is more of an intellectual type of chemistry where like i i just need to vibe with you and know that we can like laugh at the same things and um like for example um that friend i mentioned last week the chris's friend that i had a crush on a lot like i felt like i had more phys- i had physical chemistry with him whereas like it was just like when we were together we were cool like we were just vibe of each other but it was more physical than anything so then it's like yeah we had strong chemistry but that's like it was just purely physical like yeah. It didn't get much deeper. Like, there was no future in that. Like, yeah, I was strong, but that's it, you know? It's true. And I think that's the that's the first type of chemistry to go, physical chemistry, as opposed to... As you spend more time with someone, too, I think. Why? Because you're just... They're always there with you. So what, did they, they become less attractive in your head or what? No, not necessarily less attractive, but like sometimes, sadly, as humans, we tend to um, val- start valuing less what is n- very near to us or we take start taking for granted what was already guaranteed. Yep. That's what I'm trying to say. That's fair. Um, I think another thing when it comes to like wish lists and desires and things to look for when you come into the dating space is to look for a core or what I call it, the alignment of core values. Mm-hmm. Um, look for that from the jump. Um, yeah. Because like, why waste time? Like mm-hmm. it kind of goes back to the whole casual dating con- conversation. Yeah. Um, I think like, I'm going to give you some areas and you tell me if you think I'm missing some when it comes to establishing a core value. You ready? Mm-hmm. Spirituality. Mm-hmm. Children. Lifestyle. And life goal, life mission. 
Like knowing your stance on these things. Yes. Because yeah. you have to kind of get an understanding of where you are so that you can know if you mesh with somebody. Like after chemistry or compatibility has been established. So like even if so even if I meet like a girl who her and I kick it off, but she wants a lot of kids, I'm not of that mindset. No. Should I continue with the pursuit? No. <laughs> no. Um, or if we see things like super duper apart spiritually, should we continue on the relationship? No. On, 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 on the pursuit? Probably not. And no. also when it comes to lifestyle and mission and long-term plans, um, do you, do you think you know where you stand on a lot of these things? Yes. Yeah, I think I do know where I stand on most of this stuff. But I feel like before you even start looking for these qualities, you kind of have to um, do a personal inventory of what your morals and values are. Um, especially now more than ever, we have a lot of people saying, I don't know who I am. I don't, I don't know what I want. I don't know what, what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> and like that can lead to obviously finding someone you're going to find someone like they say, like when you don't know where you're going, you already arrived. So the thing, the same thing applies, I think, for your morals and your values. When you don't have those defined in your person and you live those values integrally, integrally to you, you already arrived with anybody that you get because you like nothing is defined in your personal life. So I think as Christians, you got to do that personal inventory. You'll be like what it is I believe what are my morals? What are my values? How am I living these out? Um, before even starting to look for them in someone else, because you may you may think you want this value, but if you don't even have this value yourself, sometimes you don't even know how it looks in other people. Um, and in Romans twelve two, it says. Um, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So like the world, obviously, like through TV shows, through media, they are trying to sell us a concept lifestyle. of life, a mm. lifestyle of your morals, your values, the one you think on abortion, what you think on kids. They are selling Sexuality. you something, everything. Like so... If you don't sit down for yourself and decide what it is that you're going to value, what it is that your morals, you're going to go with whatever is on your algorithm feed. So as children of God, we can't conform to those things, but rather we got to go to God first and just center ourselves in him like we've always said and through him derive those morals and values that he, he instills in us. That way we can look for it in other people too because I am pretty sure that all the things that you are looking for in someone, that person, that perfect person or that person out there is probably going to want those things back. So you got to have, you got to be those things too mm. because you can't request something you don't have. So one thing I will say is that it's, it's, it's good to, like you said, spend the time to devote it to knowing what you want and knowing what your values are and rooted in the bible as opposed to rooted in worldly things mm -hmm. um while also recognizing that the person you're going to meet will not have and will not conform to your views 100 percent, the odds are zero percent 
that someone will conform to everything that will, will will believe everything that you believe the way that you believe it and things like that well yeah because you're totally different people but right. when it comes to certain things certain values like for example like spirituality if you're unequally yoked that's, that's a problem so there are certain things where you need to be on the same page about like I feel like those things where you don't necessarily agree on are little are details like the color of something or like I'll you know little things here and there but music like music in the church that's that's a that's been a divisive thing recently it, it's been a divisive thing but I feel I don't know personally I think as a couple I think you kind of need to be on the same page of that because that determines also what church you go to true so if you both want different things in worship the that there's already a door open or a temptation to start going to different churches. And then that can impact your time together. I was just going to say that that un unequally yoked doesn't necessarily mean Christian and non-Christian. Mm -hmm. There can be unequally yoking within the church within, too. Within your church. Because, and this is something I wanted to touch on later in a different episode, but I guess I'll touch on a little bit of it now, which is the fact that you need to be centered in Christ and know know what he means to you and have a, your own personal relationship with him because you need to, what do you call it, um, be a bulwark in your own life. And mm -hmm. you can also have the, what do you call it, the tendency, if you're not anchored, to lead your partner astray. Mm -hmm. um, without realizing it, you may be together, you may, you know, do whatever, but if you're not 100% sure or, 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 or like 100% committed to doing things in a Christ-like way, um, you're not only going to take yourself out, but you're going to take your partner out too. Well, like you said, like, you know, we are the company we keep. And it's even more so with your partner or with your spouse where you have such an intimate connection where um, your desire is to please them and vice versa. So you even start acquiring mannerisms, right? Mannerisms. Yeah, and you then, start to look like each other eventually. Exactly. <laughs> so it's no wonder that, you know, your partner can impact your salvation. Right. How do you, how important do you think um, making sure that there's compatibility in lifestyles? I think it's... Like, like, like when looking for someone. I think it's super duper. Like, I think it's the most important thing. <laughs> you just said spirituality was the most important. Compatibility. Not everything yeah, can be the most important. Spirituality is incompatibility. I, I know, but, but but now I'm talking about lifestyle. Oh, oh, like compatibility and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I think it also is super important too. Um, I would say second to spirituality because in your lifestyle it shows your habits. So like you can have different things, and if you end up start kind of looking like each other in your habits, like for example, if someone wakes up super as a night owl, but you're a early bird, mm -hmm. you know that can affect and then change your whole routine or like you don't do as much stuff together because you leave totally different lives. Whereas at least in some things you have kind of like that compatibility and lifestyle, like, like let's say exercise in food in mm -hmm. health. Mm -hmm. Um, I think those are the big aspects of the lifestyle that you need to be kind of like a hundred percent on. And like, I was saying before, the rest is just kind of semantics, but you kind of need to have some things in place and kind of like the same in order to, or if they're not the same, at least 
be able to accept that the other person is like that and not complain. Because a lot of the times, sometimes mm-hmm. we may get together with someone and think they're going to change. And, and you, 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 you can't expect going in some yeah, like, someone to change for you. Yeah, like I was saying with the looks, you can't expect that their looks are going to change or that they're going to start taking or better, care of themselves. better themselves or dress better. You can't expect that. Just like you can't expect that now they're going to eat healthy because you're together. That now they're going to like... Start losing weight. Exactly. So um, I think you got to have certain things in that lifestyle that are kind of like there or accept that he's not going to or he or she is not going to be like that and like fully percent never complain about it because you accepted it and you accepted them. That's why I know that for me, for example, I can't get together or even date somebody who doesn't like going out. I like traveling a lot. I like to go out. I like to experience new things. I like photography. So if somebody who prefers to stay home and watch movies, that's just not for me, dog. Granted, I like films. I'm a huge film buff, um, but I'm not, that's not my my Mm go-to, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to know the kind of person that you are and be be, be real with yourself. Don't try to convince yourself like, oh, I'm actually super athletic and the last time I worked out was a month ago. It's like, honey, no, you're not. (laughs) Yeah. You most definitely are. You can't say you live an active lifestyle. You live more of a sedentary sedentary lifestyle. Exactly. You have to be real with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that like, Dharma and Greg, that's not to say that they can't mesh, but it does mean that you have to go in with the mindset of... That is who they are. That is who they are, and that there will have to be compromises of some sort. And then you have to ask yourself, is that enough Right. for me? I feel like a lot of times people don't ask themselves if that's enough. They just say like, oh, I might just accept it, but it's like, then you start resenting them little by little if you don't, if that's not even enough or you can't even cope with it. You should like let it go. Yeah, or not even pursue. What about um, your like life mission wise? Um, how do you feel like you personally um, like the kind of person that you would look for? Like what 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 kind of life goals would they have that would align with yours personally? Life goals. Um, someone. So I guess I mean direction, right? Oh, like where they want to go in life? Mm-hmm. Because, like I, for example, I don't think I would want to live in one place for thirty years, or forty years, or something like that. Okay. Well, I, I like, would. Are you that kind of person, or what? I wouldn't mind living in a place for a long time. You're um, because you can always travel. Just because you live somewhere doesn't mean that you're stuck there. So, um, I mean, you are I would, for the majority I of the would, time. Well, yeah, but. I guess I don't value, I don't need, ins- like... Flexibility as a value. Uh, no, 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 no. I need flexibility as a value. I guess what I'm, I was trying to say is I don't need to be traveling 24-7 to feel purposeful or to feel alive. Sure. Um, my type of traveling um, is more... I like it more to be more of the meaningful side of like doing something like volunteering or mission work. Um, like, so where you are, hmm? where you are, where I am, or if I can or have the opportunity to present itself where I can travel somewhere else to do those things or if mesh the two together, like 
vacations are cool, but I feel like I would be more inclined to do more of those type of trips of like service than just sitting by a pool or just exploring all these waterfalls. Because I feel like a lot of the times people just, I want to travel the world. They travel the world and they come back just as empty as they left. But they saw all these places. Um, so they have nothing in here to show for it. Yeah, so I think it's all the intentions of life for me personally. That's why I wouldn't mind living somewhere and then just doing those type of travels. Cause, um, so somebody, I guess, would have to be stable um, in the sense of like a stable job that they have, like that they're very responsible with all their like financials, their health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess stuff like that would be values that I'm looking for for, for compatibility. If that makes sense. Sure. Um, what about I think you? One, one point to say, well, for me, long-term plans, I mean, as a guy, it's different because okay. as guys, we have to be the trendsetters and the leaders uh, in the relationship. I think you posted a, uh, a reel today on the page where it was talking about how women are like, hey, if I let you in my DMs and I'm giving you clear signals, like that's a green light my dude like Mm -hmm. go in and then she actually specifically mentions how she has to take charge and leadership in every aspect of her life but in a relationship that's one thing that she doesn't want to take Mm -hmm. charge in and and i think she's in like a a litmus test or an example of what women think in general um i mean that's my feeling and 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 that's generally what i've experienced um so as guys i i feel like you have to know where you're going why you're going there and you know have a like a a general direction set before you even start dating because you can't offer someone you can't offer a woman a wonderful beautiful life if you don't even know where you're going big homes like you can't because you yourself are not well, you can, you can. Well, yeah, because guys and, and you don't a lot have of to their be accomplished and who they are from their job. So if you don't right. even know what you're doing with your job, no, no, I don't just mean job. I mean in terms of life direction. So like, you can have a good job and enjoy it at Napa Auto Parts, but if you don't, like, that's not a direction that a lot of women want to go in. Or if that's where you just want to stay, like, those two things can maybe not be compatible. Um, just because you have a stable job doesn't mean you have a sense of direction. A sense of direction implies forward it's and part movement. Of it. A sense of a job is part of that direction. Right. It's because we are made to work. Right. I mean, God gave Adam a job before he gave um, he gave him Eve. Eve. That, I guess that's what I'm saying. So it's part of that whole direction in life. And I think personally, as Christians, our we all should have the same life goal or same direction of pursuing heaven and trying to bring as many people as as we can to Jesus. I think that should be everybody's mission and vision in life. Now, how everybody goes about it is obviously can be different because we all have different talents and gifts mm-hmm. and different ways God is calling us to um, implement those. But I think at the end of the day, that whole serving God and just heaven, I think that's got to be the, the, what is the word you're saying? Um, that vision for your life. I think that should be every Christian. And um, 
So you mentioned the leadership of the guy. I think that's a whole other top. That's a whole episode in and of itself um, yeah. of leadership and women. You know how they say um, be submissive. That's a whole other thing. But it just reminds me that like, you know, guys, leadership is a leader is the a leader is the one that serves. And Jesus shows that in his leadership. Right. He washes people's feet. Yep, so like, yep. you know, as a man. I think personally that lead that leadership is shown in his service and in the yeah I'm gonna leave it there because we can talk about it. It's true. Let's talk about non-negotiables. Um, so when you're approaching the dating arena, we just talked about you know desires and wish lists and kind of what to look for. Now let's talk about um, like different negotiables and standards. Um, I think when it comes to those things, we need to be realistic here too. Um, so, for example, this is becoming a thing more recently than not. I don't know why, but a lot of women are vocalizing what are icks. Like, oh, this is an ick of mine. Where Men have icks, too. I get it, but I'm talking about social media and how it's becoming more of a thing. And it's usually, it's not usually, it's, it's 100% of the time in women. Trendy. How, like, <laughs> where... There are interviewers going around the street. It's like saying, oh, well, what's an ick? And then some of the girls, like, completely serious and probably completely inebriated at the time, say <laughs> say say the most stupidest thing. When he puts on his blinker. <laughs> yeah, or when he, yeah, like, how dare he? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Or, 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 like, like how, like, why would he put his socks on before his pants? Like, that's so weird. It's like, dude, leave the man alone. See, but I feel like it has this term ick now, mm -hmm. but it's nothing new. It's the same as like, what, back then be like, well, if someone puts in the toilet paper this way, it's a deal breaker. So I feel like back then they were just called deal breakers. Yeah, but and now back they're then just you, called were, you were rightfully criticized and ridiculed for being stupid. Yeah, so I, so throughout the generations, you're still being ridiculed. Now they just have an ugly name for this I think this it's being word. more accepted nowadays in the world. In the world. So what I'm saying is when it comes to stuff you won't accept, be realistic when it comes to that. And um, I think another thing, this is, and like, tell me if you agree with me here. Do you think that uh, types can be flexible so if you go into the dating space and you say okay i have a type i i, I like short brunette or black uh black haired women with beautiful smiles but then i meet you know this taller um redhead or blonde you know yes i think they can be do flexible. you feel like types can be flexible yes because at all depending um on what it is that you're valuing and looking for other people. Because mm -hmm. if you're going from the stance of you're looking for values and characteristics in someone, um, you, you can find the same values in a tall girl and a short girl. Yes. So if that's like, if you're now, if you're just going based off of um, the physicality of it, mm -hmm. it probably doesn't change. But if it is about it, morals and values, I feel like it is. It, it can't for guys and women. So, like, so, 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 for example, when when, when you say it, it doesn't usually change. When it comes like, to physic physicality, yeah. If you have a type, usually you go for that. But when it comes to like morals and values, I feel like you can find those in different people. Yeah, but so then, what do you say to somebody who can find somebody within their type to just ignore other beautiful people out there? Well, no, because 
well, where are they? Where are they facing this type from? Their values or the physicality? I see what you're saying. Now, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. When if you find yourself, I think sometimes um, falling from the same type of person, you got to do some introspection there because, like we talked about before, there's their patterns, and you play into those sometimes. It's true. Uh, well, what would you say are some good non-negotiables to have when entering? the dating space as a woman yeah like if i'm asking from a guy mm-hmm. um the spirituality for one mm-hmm. having that personal relationship with god that's an unnegotiable punctuality um and, or at least the effort i think I, I think effort if anything at the core effort is the non-negotiable i need to see someone that's trying you don't have to get it right because we're not right because we're not perfect but effort um i would say is that's a non-negotiable i feel like for for women a a good one would be to be a team player i think that's a nice general one i mean to be um open-minded yeah open-minded and yeah and an active listener good communication those are i think that's a non-negotiable unisex yeah um so but i think you can group a lot of these things under effort because even though you can meet somebody that, you know, they're, they're a work in progress and they're not totally there, but they are trying mm-hmm. and then you can see, actively see it in their lifestyle. They're not just saying, I'm trying. Um, you see, even if it's my new progress, but it's progress. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you may not have good communication skills now, but if I see that you're trying, like, that's way more valuable than just, like, someone not even trying. How about you personally? Do you feel like you you know your non negotiables? From our require from a guy? Yeah. Yeah. Give I me do. Some. Um well I mean I already said some. Good communication, um, responsibility. Here you stick to five. How about five? Okay. Good communication, honesty, personal integrity, spirituality, and uh let, let's give spirituality because that's a that's like a you can't even get in <laughs> type of uh, non-negotiable. Like um, you can't even get in the club if you're not spiritual type of thing. You can get in. Damn, B. Hear me out. That's where effort comes in, Josh. Because let's say someone is not Christian, but okay. they just found God. Okay. And like you see them actively trying that effort and you see it in their life. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like, Yes, would I want them to be at a more mature um, stage in their spirituality? Yes, but I'd rather have someone that's actively trying, who's maybe a, a baby spiritually, whereas having and you would have having this someone, guy pursue you, having a guy who is in the church but doesn't live out any of the values. So right, right, um, right. that's fair. Yeah, I would have a guy pursue me that's learning about God for sure. Because it's it's the effort. I think the effort for me is just, and you actively see it, not just, um, you know, think that because that's when you that's when it changes from you actively see it, whereas you're hoping they're going to change. Those are two different things. That's true. Um, what about you? What are your uh, top five? So the first one I would say practical. Huge fan of that. Um, so practicality, communicative. That's a non-negotiable. You got to tell me um, explicitly because guys are mind readers. 
what it is that you want and what it is that you need. Um, another one is I need you to be smart. I can't. Your level smart. No, no. Okay. Because I realize that my level smart is a, is rarefied air. So I can't expect somebody to be there when, you know, it's not for everybody. Okay. So how smart? Because that can be different for anybody and like are we talking book smart street smart i feel like because there are different types of intelligence yes but if you're high in one you're the odds of being high in others is very high too so if you're street smart street smart the odds are you may not understand math the same way but you can connect dots like really quick like like really easily that's what i consider smart okay so street smart yeah, so street smart smart for me would be good. Book smart for me would be excellent. Um, just, just, just enough to where I can explain a complex concept, and she be able to understand it and rebut back to me with either how I'm wrong or ways that she, you know, that I that I may be seeing things the wrong way or give me something interesting to think about okay. just something to challenge that that, that 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 challenges me to where i don't feel like i have to carry the intellect of the family <laughs> of the relationship okay. i think another one would be for me uh is a definite non-negotiable is like i would like for her to be i need her for her to be silly silly uh, silly i need that because i'm like in my head in terms of like you know difficult concepts or just mm-hmm. business ideas or something like that and just putting it to work i need something or somebody who can like see life from a more impractical way where i see it from a practical way all the time so i need a little bit of an escape from that um and and somebody who can help me see it in a non-logical way and have fun with the minutiae with the little stuff i feel like that's definitely awesome and then another non-negotiable for me is I definitely need her to be generous. Okay. Love that. I feel like I'm generous in a lot of ways, and I would like that reciprocated. That makes sense. Does that make sense? How about some noteworthy no's, like stuff that we shouldn't, like just in general as Christians, kind of accept? We what do you sh- think? Stuff we shouldn't accept? Mm-hmm. People that do drugs, people that drink. Mm-hmm. And again, are, are these, do these in your book land under the if you drink you're an automatic no or are you still drinking less are you an in now kind of how we were talking about like learning about god but if you're like if you're a baby that's okay as long as you're making progress so when you mention these drug and alcohol use are you talking about like if they did that in their past life i'm not judging them but if they are like no, no first- if they're like you know weaning it out they still do it but they're doing it much less now. Like with their walk with God? Yes. I would probably wait until they have stopped in the weaning part of those things. Okay. Um, I think pornography would be a good one there too. Yeah. Until you stopped. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because that can be hella addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So because that stuff is not just ruining your mentals, like you say, but also your physical. Um, mm-hmm. And if you are working on you walk with god you know you see the progress through the stuff that you let go so if you're not even letting these stuff go that that is evidence too of of what's going on spiritually so yeah so i think but those are obviously hard like i feel like those things are case-by-case basis but as a general as a general rule it's no fair like the same way that 
if you like we don't party or we don't go to clubs so that's, that's a no that's a no so everything that god says we shouldn't do is a no <laughs> is yeah. a is a is a general no uh yeah I mean, do you have something apart from what God says is a general no? Well, I, I mean, I just have some general terms like health standards um, as a general no. So health standards in terms of alcohol, um, in terms of, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, other things that are harmful to your body that if you do them willingly, that's an automatic no. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you live a, um, a worldly lifestyle, that's an automatic no. And by um, worldly lifestyle, you mean? As a Christian. So you can call yourself a Christian and an Adventist, but if you live a worldly, and that's hard to define worldly lifestyle, but I categorize it under, um, actually, Someone not this is like a, like a, like a, an actual judge did this. Um, it's a principle called, if you know, like, like I, I know it when I see it. Um, well, yeah, because it's by your fruits that you're going to be, um, judged. So, right. mm-hmm. um, if you're a Christian it should be seen in your lifestyle. Agreed. And if it's not seen in your lifestyle, something's up. It's true. That's uh, true. Um, and then also, I think lastly, it's a noteworthy no to like if you don't vibe with the person. If if you like if you can't just sit in the room with them and just be comfortable, that's an automatic no when it comes to dating. Yeah, do you, but do you disagree? Um, especially as a guy, like the like, comfortable part. Like if you like, like, like if you're a guy and, and you just don't automatic or not automatically, but like if you just don't connect with a woman, like you, you're you're not gonna lead, and you're not gonna be a good like pursuer. I feel. Yeah. Um. I guess with the comfortable part, I would say that kind of grows too, um, because the same as you wouldn't give a stranger your address like if you just meet a guy like yeah sure he's smart or whatever um but you're not immediately comfortable with this person um now that you enjoy their company i feel like that's more of a something you can judge sooner rather than later true um but i feel like comfort is something that's acquired over time um but I also want to talk about how there's this huge saying that um, uh, for like you don't know what you want in a relationship until you try it. Um, I know I get I've gotten this a lot like from my friends hmm. that like oh you haven't you haven't gotten in a relationship like you don't know what you want in a guy like how would you know because you haven't tried it. Um, have you heard of isn't that before? That, isn't that the same argument for sex? And premarital sex mm-hmm. where it's like you know you don't know like why would you marry somebody if you don't know if you're even sexually compatible yeah yeah so um i feel like that's something that always Which from a worldly perspective makes sense that's always something that's a rebuttal to um when you say what you want in a partner like for example i have this friend where i'm like well i want this this, this. and she's like well how do you know you've never had those things before how do you know if you actually like those things well are those principles or what are they that's what that's what that's what i tell her i'm like these are principles and not just things um but i feel like a lot of the times that's the argument that people make um that like that's true well you don't know if you want a stable guy because you've never been with a stable guy or dumb yeah to uh, to me right no but like it's something that i think is seen a lot in like social media and stuff of like exploring yourself and 
all this stuff. And it can be um, a dangerous path that you can go down as a Christian because you hear it so much. That's true. Um, not just with sex, but like with anything. Um, because you talk about yeah, we don't do drugs or we don't drink, but there are so many other things in life where it's just like. Yep. They're so inviting, and then people are like, well, you don't know. It's not like you won't know until you try it. And you feel like partaking in that mentality is only a, a tr- uh, one way trip to, to pain and hurt and separation from GOD. Yeah. So that's why at the end of the day, you got to be focused in your list on principles of characteristics, uh, morality. Where at? Because those things you don't need to try to know that you need them. <laughs> like True. respect, honesty, like integrity. Like these are innate human things that um, we need or that we like that make a good person. Where at, right. um, that way that argument becomes just void of like, okay, yeah, I haven't been in a lot of relationships, but I want this, this, and this. Tell me this is not good. In a person, like, I want you to tell me right now. And they can't say nothing, you know? It's true. It's true. How about boundaries? Um, Let's talk about boundaries, setting boundaries when you approach the dating arena. I feel like there are four areas where boundaries need to be set. Um, I put them as emotional boundaries, physical boundaries, spiritual boundaries, and practical boundaries. Um, Let's start with emotional boundaries. I feel like... Personally, um, as a guy or a woman, a boundary to set is to not trauma dump when you're meeting or going on a date for the first time. You need to set a boundary of this is how much I'm going to share at this point in the relationship. This is how much I'm going to share at another point in the relationship or, or when we cross certain thresholds. Now, that is fluid as heck because re- every relationship is different. Mm-hmm. But I feel like going in with the mindset of emotionally regulating yourself is not is a good one agree mm-hmm. or disagree no i agree 100 percent um boundaries are not just for yourself but they're for other people and they're a way they're part of good communication you can't have good communication without boundaries i agree so. um i i i feel like gradually o- o- opening up as you feel safe is a good is a good starting point mm-hmm. um so that you know, that person can't hurt you more than you've, you know, been allowed to be hurt, I guess. I don't know. It's, uh, that That's kind of wh- wh- where my mind went. But, um, you know, you don't open yourself 100%, I, I guess, w- when it comes to the hurt. I think I it's, it's got to be gr- gradual in the that's sense saying, of, like, yeah. you're not telling a person you just met today your life story most right. of the time, right? you got your anomalies of someone you just meet, and it's like you feel like you've known them forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, as your relationship progresses, the same way your conversations progress and get deeper. Um, so, like, if you just met somebody, just the same as you meet somebody now, you don't ex- you don't have the same standard or expectations from the same person that you met 10 days ago, right? right? So there's that different familiarity. So the same goes with the boundaries. You don't have the same ones because it just all goes gradually to how your relationship is going. Mm-hmm. And, and then when it comes to the getting hurt part, I feel like it's harder. It's easier said than done, but um, you have to um, realize that um, nobody can make you feel anything. 
um, that what like you are in charge of your own emotions okay. and um, your own responses that like especially in love like you can get hurt but you have to um, trust in yourself that you're strong enough that you're strong enough right that you're not just um that you're strong in it of yourself as a person that just by exposing your something to this other person and them hurting you is not going to break you but i feel like that's something that you have to work on yourself internally because if we just always go off of like oh i'm scared they're gonna hurt me it's like nobody can hurt you unless you allow them to hurt you and that goes a lot with emotional regulation and how your perspective on things yeah, good call on saying it's easier said than done because it's not, it's it's not it, it's definitely not that simple. It it's not that simple, but I feel like it is something that you can do intentionally, right, little yeah, by little. Set out for yeah, that's true. Um, what about physical boundaries? I think in regards to that, um, I think they may vary slightly, but it should look pretty similar across the board um, when it comes to avoiding going too physical too yeah short. um i feel like as a general rule you avoid sexual intimacy and sexual intimacy is not just having sex it just it's a lot of things like what well like for example the bible like we've said before the bible said if you look at a woman to lust you've already committed sin in your heart mm-hmm. so if you can you can do that with your girlfriend or your boyfriend just in your thoughts so it's not just of oh we didn't go all the way it's um it's in your thoughts and your intentions of all of this those are boundaries that you need to have too mm-hmm. agreed um, i think that one specifically you need to have the mentality and the mindset clear from the jump because the more that you get familiar with this person the more or the easier that it becomes to start to flex and bend those rules and bend those boundaries, which is normal in the sense that you're going to become more physically intimate with someone um, that you're close to. That's perfectly fine. But just know that, you know, don't cross the imaginal line, let's call it, um, to where don't, 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 don't get so close to where you can't stop yourself. I yeah, guess. I don't know. I think when when you're in a relationship at that point, um, together you need to rely on God for that a lot, because like you said, with proximity, all of that stuff is just natural. Yes. Um. So it even goes to show how it's even more important to have that personal relationship with God before you get into a relationship, mm-hmm. because everything just becomes more intense and easier to fall into. But if you already have um, the mentality and you're relying on God on all these things, especially like in sexuality, when it does come, when when temptation comes at the door, like, you know, you're already going to be strong enough. And then if your partner, that's the importance of her, them having that same mentality, because Mm -hmm. together you can hold each other accountable. And I mean... We always talk about, like, the infamous line. We always talk about, like, how far can we go before it's a sin? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like as Christians, a lot of That's times... That's the wrong question. We can... We play with so much with that of, like, well, how far can I do something before God considers it a sin? And it's, like, you can't even... That's, like, that's already a thought for, like, failure. Like, you're already destined for failure if you're thinking of how far you can go. Um, I think it's so important 
to go to the Bible and ask God specifically on um, physicality and for him to show you and guide you in that direction Mm -hmm. because we have our thoughts and we have what we think is right but God knows our hearts and he knows what we can endure one thing i will say is that as guys for all the guys out there listening i mean we need to be the leaders in regards to this because it's it's more common than not that it's the guy that initiates illicit behavior and you know it's just natural i guess for guys to want to go further faster but as guys we need to be the the leaders and be more spiritual in that well yeah because you're the ones that initially they want to have it initially faster right but there are cases when it's the other way around and the guy needs to be the one to say no and to you know yeah but i mean the if it's vice versa too the girl has to say no too um, right. it's my it's point is bo- for, it, it's, it's for the guys not, not not to even put you guys in that position to begin with yeah um, none of us should be putting ourselves in that position to begin with yeah so. that's true um how about in terms of spiritual boundaries i put here that um i i specifically i mean it's not really a boundary but it's more of a standard i guess um as benny is barking at the shadow next door um is that i i know i personally can't mess with somebody who doesn't elevate me spiritually so if you're not i guess well versed in scriptures i know for a fact that i'm gonna have an issue with you like 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 an issue with intimacy with you. well that um, sounds more like a standard than a boundary that's true but i i guess what i mean in terms of or or as a boundary is kind of like um what do you think of when i say spiritual boundary um i guess maybe when it comes to imposing things you say proposing imposing things on your partner or spouse oh careful with like attributing them to god when it's really something like like that's impetus of you type of thing yeah um i guess it's more of like god can convict you of something but he hasn't convicted me of it but you're imposing it on me as it's like do it or die um i think you have to study the bible together but the your personal relationship with god is different from mine and the way you do things is not necessarily the way i'm gonna do things so i think that's a boundary you have to have where like you can't impose anything spiritually on someone because Fair. God doesn't even impose anything on us because that's something tyrannical. Um, so I think that's that's what, how I would categorize spiritual boundaries of you can't impose. That's true. And then I, I guess what I was referring to was um, having the boundary of not not speaking for God when it's really you. So, you know, you hear the joke of like, oh, God told me you were my wife, (laughs) but he hasn't told her yet um, type of thing. I feel like being, what do you call it, being uh, or having good judgment when it comes to speaking on what God really thinks is, is a good rule of thumb there. 
uh, when it comes to spiritual boundaries, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I have practical boundaries, and then I have an acronym, which is I I I think is fair, and I enjoy it a lot. Uh, the first one, I I'll, I'll I'll be honest and say that I heard it from somewhere else, which is T, time, energy, and attention, and okay. then I added the word or or the letter M for money. I feel like as a guy, you need to have boundaries on your time you need to have boundaries on your energies boundaries on your attention and boundaries on your money because women can be exhaustive on your money women can be exhaustive on your attentions and energies and time and things like but that i could say the you same thing about boundaries. men and you should say the same thing about men. the same ones so i think it's just applies for everybody agreed um to make sure you you just know going in how much time you want to commit what energy you're going to put into this, um, how much attention can you give, and also in terms of money. Although the money one applies more to guys than it does to women because guys are the ones who financially usually run, um, what do you call it, or finance a relationship more often usually. than not. More often than now, not. Less, it's becoming less and less, but yeah, usually. What makes you think it's becoming less and less? Because... Just because women make more and more doesn't mean they're spending more and more on the relationship. That's a completely different thing. Especially when it comes to marriage, Josh. If she's making more money, she's probably spending more money. If which she's is making which makes more money? sense because if you're, well, it all depends how you guys manage your finances. Because mm. some people do fifty fifty, some people do like equity. Um, so it all depends. But all I'm trying to say is. Um, that whole notion of like the guys are the sole breadwinners and they spend more money is becoming less and less um, as women um, not only are educating themselves more are acquiring higher paying jobs whereas a lot of the times men are um, they're not doing those things and have less money to offer anyway so and then you have the whole um splitting a thing depending on your culture like in the netherlands you know they're very sp- split worthy egalitarian so, yeah yeah so it all depends on your culture and how what it is you agree on so um it's becoming less and less do you feel like guys spend less now that women spend more i i, I feel like men don't spend any less um i've never heard know. a woman say you know what don't spend it i got it <laughs> not once no i mean i haven't heard it but i mean i'm sure there's women out there that have said it sure yeah. not that they're the majority no hell no um and then lastly how do you feel like desires and expectations change with time and circumstance because um, i feel like your desires and what you want in someone um, when you go into the dating space maybe one thing in one year but it may change with experience and with time and to know that that's normal um it's okay to to have those things shift around and that the the things you wanted in a guy five years ago if that's changed now that's okay like don't 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 feel like you're being disingenuous to your 19 year old self no because you know you want something else and yeah. also like biological clocks are a real thing um so your expectations and your standards may be different when that's clicking or when you get older as opposed to a 22 or 23 year old 
don't know. Well, I mean, I would I would say that usually your standards don't change. Usually you either add or you take away. I think it's more of your expectations that fluctuate. Um, so, like, if you know you have the standard of, of like, you want to have a family or become a mother or whatever, that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe that your timeline, your expectation of it changes, but that standard stays the same. So, as people, we evolve continuously. So, that's why our desires or what we want changes. You know, we're very fickle-minded. And one day we want one thing, one day we want another. Usually, that's what desire is. So... Um, that's why it's super important to f- um, ground yourself in um, your standards because your standards, I feel like, are very, um, they're like your foundation of life, kind of like mm-hmm. where you stand on on God, and those don't change. Mm-hmm. Well, your desires may change. Um, your outlooks may change. Yeah, but your standards kind of like they hold you through it all. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Is there anything else that we missed when it comes to, like, uh, what do you call it, entering the dating arena with purpose, direction, and intention? Um, I would say that as Christians, since we have this purpose, intention, like what you were saying, I think we shouldn't play into the dating game. Um, I want to talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah, we could talk about it next week, but let me just talk about it this when it comes to, like, expectations. Okay. Um. When in the whole dating game, there's like these certain expectations of like, oh, you don't text, you back. don't double text, or you don't do this or this. Mm, blah, you have blah. to give a certain amount of time before you text back. Yeah, like those mm. little things like that. Those can play into expectations or whatever. Mm. But I feel like as Christians, we shouldn't have those. Um, because if you are intentional, you are communicating correctly and being integral to who you are, there is no need to... Um, to play into this thing or feel insecure and i feel like it's something that we can a lot of the times culture and people around us peer pressure you into mm. but like being integral to who you are is part of not falling trap into the dating game whereas letting things flows naturally like if you want to double text double text like that's not a bad thing when did that become a bad thing like if you want to call, like, like these... Ex- these but, Abby, expect- don't you know that that means that you're desperate? You know what, Josh? You may think that's desperate, <laughs> but that's just... that. See, that goes back to my standard of who I am and what I yeah, want to communicate. Come on now. So, it, if you're seeing it from other people, of like, oh, what you do, how you show, like, oh, they'll think I'm desperate. You know what? Let them think whatever you want. But if your standard is to communicate yourself correctly and you need to send two messages to show that communication appropriately send those two messages don't wait until they respond and then clarify like that whole little dating game should not be taken into consideration at all when it comes to your expectations and standards and your standards are the ones that carry you through the peer pressure of this dating game that's true what would be some other ones other than texting um like to not let the world influence your expectations and thinking like i would say um, in terms of um, promiscuity, so like, don't expect Christian girls to to be as um, free with their bodies. I don't know. That's that's one, I guess. Or um, 
You I would say, like, for example, don't anyway. vocalize um, what you're looking for too early on. Because they'll think you're desperate or something. Usually that's a... Or don't show interest early or on. Or don't show interest early on, you know. Mm. Like, this that's part of this whole dating game um, situation that it's... You got to go back to your standards, who you are, and show that. And, you know, if you don't want that, and if you think I'm desperate, you know, you probably weren't good for me anyway. Yeah, if, if being clear and honest and open is desperate <laughs> to you, then we are clearly not meant for each other anyway yeah that reminds me of uh this movie i was watching with a friend last night it's called um marriage retreat and um one of the couples they they do powerpoints to communicate <laughs> so That's um cute. so their friend um so they're like three three pairs of couples right like oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. um one one of the two guys two guys were talking of like has this guy been calling you? He's been calling me too. He probably has a PowerPoint he wants to share with us. He has some news. <laughs> and um, they're like, well, I don't want to see no PowerPoint. Like, because the last PowerPoint he showed them was about uh, testicular cancer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and um, this other guy is like, he just likes to over-communicate. <laughs> mm. So I thought that part was super funny of, like, this whole PowerPoint thing, how they took it to an extreme and kind of made it look bad and corny and corny mm -hmm. but whereas like over it's better to over communicate than under communicate it's true but it was still funny how about this one i feel like um as advent christian and adventist women shouldn't expect um or or maybe not shouldn't expect but maybe um not look for the suaveness that come from worldly men and by suaveness i'm talking about like like the smooth talking dudes that use sensuality to get to you. You shouldn't expect that sensuality from a Christian guy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's alluring. That's sexy. That's nice and exciting. And you shouldn't expect, I could throw it back right at men where they shouldn't expect a woman to be all um, sensual. Yeah. Like with the way she dresses. True. Mm -hmm. Or things she's willing to do. So like, it goes both ways, just it shows up differently depending on the sex. It's true. Se sex of the person, like male or female. <laughs> yep. Agreed. So, as a recap, um, I feel like we kind of touched on a lot, actually. We've been at this for what? Almost two hours at this point? No, Again, no we haven't. We've been at this for an hour and a half. Um, but we, we, we talked about, you know, uh, different desires. You know, making sure that we say that they're good. Just, you know, be realistic about them to look for compatibility. Make sure that the person you're looking for uh, aligns with your core values. Um, be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, we talked about how, you know, there are different non-negotiables to make sure that we keep them quality non-negotiables, not necessarily, you know, physical and superficial non-negotiables. And then we also talked about different boundaries, emotional, physical, spiritual, and practical boundaries as well. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a combination of all of that will get you in the right mindset to approach dating in a healthy way that won't, <laughs> what was I going to say, that will lessen the time with someone who you probably are not, aren't, aren't compatible with in the first place as opposed to wasting your time with them. And Agreed. getting closer to your yes. So, 
Any other takeaways, B? I would say the most important thing is living a life of integrity first mm-hmm. before having any standards, um, expectations for other people. Um, it first starts with you and your relationship with God. And through that, you develop the standards that you have for yourself and for other people. Mm-hmm. And then you can live a life fully on your own and in the process of getting to know somebody and being able to communicate good, active listening, um, being open to other people about what it is that you want for yourself, mm-hmm. not for them, because, you know, they might not listen, they might not care, but at the end of the day, you communicate it. So be integral to who you are because nobody can take that away from you. Boom. How about you close this out in prayer? Okay. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for another day of life um, that you've given us. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to sit here together and talk about um, what it is um, that we are looking for when it comes to standards, expectations, desires. Lord, thank you so much because in your word, you provide everything that we need. You, It's a guide. We are not here alone just making up all this stuff willy-nilly, but at the end of the day, you are the one that guides us through all of this, Lord. So I pray that you not only help me, Josh, but all of us just um, seek you first so that you may be able to impart the standards that we need for ourselves and for others in order to live an integral lifestyle, grow together, and ultimately go to heaven. Um, Thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Michael, we miss you, buddy. Thanks for spending time with us in The Pursuit. We're very excited about continuing the conversation on Christ-centered dating. We'd like to hear what your thoughts were on the episode or even a personal story that fits this episode or that topic just right. You can do so on our social media channels at the pursuit, all one word, dot BS, or on our website at bearstone.com forward slash the pursuit. Again, that's bearstone, B A E R, stone.com forward slash the pursuit. You can find future episodes wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as our website, where you'll find exciting bonus content we'll be releasing very soon. A special thanks to Attractive for making this episode possible. Attractive is a web firm that specializes in making and maintaining uniquely functional and appealing websites for Adventist organizations. Whether it's your local church, junior academy, conference, or camp website, Attractive would be more than happy to make sure you're representing Christ in an attractive and functional way in the digital realm. You can find more information about Attractive and their services at itsattractive.com. Again, that's all one word, I-T-S, attractive.com. Thanks again to Attractive for making this episode possible. We appreciate you spending time with us, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Cheers. Cheers.